Well, hello, and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we have candid conversations about the practical applications of Sunday's message. Well, hey, everyone, we're back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down to recall the truths of Sunday's message and consider some practical applications to our everyday lives. Hey, we're so excited to be here together. Again, if this podcast has been a a blessing or a benefit to you, why don't you share, subscribe, like, leave a rating, and allow someone to... uh, Uh, receive the blessing as well that they could just hear from uh, all that Jesus has in store for them. We're here today. uh, As always, I'm Spencer. I've got Adam with me, and we are ready to go. Ready to go. Hey, before we jump into content, though, can we just take a moment? Can we just talk about something? Can we just take a moment? (laughs) Man, we just finished 21 days of prayer. Yeah. Fasting. Um, This is our third year of doing this in January since Mm -hmm. I've been here, and but this is by far been the most beautiful 21 days for, oh, yeah. for me personally i oh, can't speak yeah. to everybody for me personally um i just it's just been beautiful i just i really i am. can speak to others i've seen like i know i'm not yeah, I sound yeah, yeah, facetious yeah. but i do like i have seen visible tangible fruit change in other people's lives yeah um and if it's that noticeable then obviously something awesome happens. the biggest thing i i really appreciated not only i mean the gathering in the mornings the two the, the morning prayer every weekday morning prayer has been awesome but the hearing, seeing, seeing people's reflections and prayers through the app on the last one, just kind of reading them, and then you know, knowing some of the people and some of the stories and some of the journeys, and hearing them pray and the totally. respond and the reflections was is just super encouraging and very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm super grateful that that God is stirring up the te- turning up the temperature and, and stirring our hearts towards prayer, um, giving us a kind of like a desire for it more. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I think again, the more we fall in love with Jesus, the more we just want to spend time with Jesus. Absolutely. You know, I read a devotional this morning. It says, "How do you follow Jesus? You follow Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> wow, profound. It was like, okay, you the know. gospel's pretty simple, my friend. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. But I, but it's it's so true. It's just so simple. It's like, how do you how do you want to pray more? We just fall in love with Jesus, and the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you're going to want to pray, and the more yeah. you pray, the more you fall in love with Jesus. Just. It's it's this it's this thing that but you got to take that first step which is maybe an uncomfortable or maybe unfamiliar mm-hmm. step. Mm-hmm. Um, but that twenty one day prayer challenge again, if you've never gone, if you didn't do it and you're struggling with prayer, that was a great devotional just to kind of outline prayer and teach you prayer and understand the heart of prayer. And so loved it, loved going through it. And in response to that, we're just going to commit to Tuesday morning prayers moving forward, Amen. no longer just the once a month. Which is beautiful, which is great starter, um, but we just feel, hey, it's time to make this a, a regular yeah. occurrence, a regular thing. So good. And so every Tuesday morning, seven to eight a.m., join us in the auditorium at the church, and we're going to just pray together. And obviously, you can pray on your own, and that there's beautiful, and we encourage that. But there's something about coming together as the body of body of Christ. And so exciting great god Very is good, good. great so good yeah and then alongside we did this series creatures of habit yeah, which it's is been just, a great month it's been a really good yeah. month it actually feels like we should be in august right now with how much 
you know, engagement. How many we times we have been to church <laughs> the last month? Been together. Yeah, it's wild. Man, we had a beautiful encounter night last so night. So good. So good. As we Man, just got us moving. As we completed the series. If you've never been to an encounter night, you got to build it into your routine. It is beautiful. And uh, God's doing Anyway, so we are just finished the series, Creatures of Habit, forming these spiritual habits, understanding that we form habits and our, fab- our habits then form us. And so how do we develop these spiritual habits, understand that we are spiritual beings, and so we talked about four habits specifically, prayer, fasting, study, and confession. So prayer connects us to God, okay? yeah. That's what we were saying. Fasting disconnects us from the world, yep. right? Studying scripture, which you crushed, that message, by the way. It's great. Connects God to us. It's one mm-hmm. of the ways God connects us to us. It's his written word. And then we discovered last yesterday that confession, it does all three of those things, actually. Mm-hmm. Confession yes, yeah. does connect us to God. It does disconnect us from the world, and it does connect God to us, but what it also does is it connects us to God's people. Yeah. There's something that happens when we are able to confess one to another mm-hmm. and experience not just the forgiveness, not just freedom, but actual healing yeah, that's that good. takes place. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, confession is by far the hardest habit to form. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about it as I was processing, and I kind of came up with these four D words like a good preacher does. Oh, come on. Come on, right? So prayer requires desire. Okay. Right? We got to... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, gotta, yeah. This I gotta, is good. I, I, like I, need, I need desire, yeah, yeah. right? I got I to gotta form some desire and a little bit of devotion, but I want a desire to know God, yep. right? I need. I have a desire to know God. Fasting requires discipline. Like I got to discipline myself to rely on God as my ultimate source. You know, throw a little willpower in the mix. I need some discipline, yeah. you know, to say no to that Cheeto no to the Cheetos. Your son was eating Cheetos yesterday during the fat, my fast in front of me, and he was mounding those That's things. painful. Down. And it, it required discipline for me to go, hey, you. you want to share those? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Come here, son. Come here. Um, scripture requires dedication. It requires some dedication to, yeah. to study God's word. It doesn't come natural. You got you to gotta dedicate yourself to study, to observe and interpret and apply God's word. Yeah. But confession, here's where it hurts, requires <laughs> discomfort amen it requires discomfort like i got to be willing to be dis- uh, to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i got to humble myself and be vulnerable these are not feelings oh, i love it <laughs> I, I just vulnerability i run to you Uncomfortability. know just like so hey i i can pursue required desire discipline dedication yeah okay it seems like you know power works yes, right like, let's get it let's Come get on, it get shredded discomfort Hey, uh, and this is where we just sort of assume, hey, well, three out of four ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> three out of four. Hey, man, I'm bad and above average. Yeah. Come on. That's better than most. Uh, three out of four ain't bad. But I think in order to fully embrace the reality or what we do is we say, hey, I'll confess to God, but I just won't tell anybody else. Yeah. You know, I, I tell God, I confess my sins to God kind of privately, quietly. Totally. And that's a great first step. You have to start there. But some there are some things that we need to confess to others. We need yeah. to. You know, the Bible says we're over in Revelations. We overcome by the work of the Lord, by the blood of the Lamb, the mm-hmm. work of the Lord, and also the word of our testimony by mm-hmm. by giving voice to the issue, mm-hmm. by casting light into the darkness of our heart, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, we're able to take away the power that the enemy has on our life by confessing it out and saying, hey, we're, we've given this to Jesus. Yeah. This is no longer in my hands or my heart or even in the, in, you know, the enemy's plan for my life. But, and so... We just sort of leaned into confession, and it was a hard one because I think every one of us, myself included, realized we could all do better here. 
we could all do better here. Absolutely. Like this is not an area that every one of any one of us has really got conquered or crushed. Like we all have things we got to work through and continue to work through as we become more like Christ. And so it's like prayer and like fasting, like scripture. This needs to be a regular mm-hmm. habit. And I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way, but I don't feel like it gets easier. Never. <laughs> like fasting gets easier. A prayer gets easier. Studying scripture gets easier. I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe I just don't do it as often, but confession just just does not seem to get easier the more you do it. Yeah, because we're not talking about like like I think the heart of confession isn't just like airing all your dirty laundry. Totally. Like this isn't what this is. It's not just like airing your dirty laundry for all your worth. Like there used to be an era where um everybody was like social media, for example. Man, I had not missed social media. I'm just gonna tell you right now. This last month. <laughs> But there was an era of social media where everyone would project their best self. Yeah, yeah. On social media. Yeah, totally. Right? Because everyone wants to hide who they really are. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? It's flipped somehow. Yeah. Where now everyone projects their worst self. Yeah, totally. In in attempts to sort of find some sort of kinship or alignment with other people. Yeah, yeah. And they're just airing. Or really justification for their poor actions or yeah. living. And they're just trying to find validation or acceptance in who they, in the, the worst part of their life. Yeah. And I I don't think either of those are great options. No, totally. Those are not good ways to use social media. Yeah. Um, I do think there's, there's moments we need to be vulnerable. Obviously, we need to be truthful. We need to be honorable. Yeah. But there's a there's a time and a place and a platform. Yep. Uh, to be, confess. Yeah. And to bring somebody into your workings as you. Again, confession is not just accept me as I am. Confession is I want to become more like Christ, and this yeah. is holding me back from that. Yeah. 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 Totally. Right. Yeah. Um. And so it's recognizing that and giving, removing the power of shame and mm-hmm. secrecy mm-hmm. in the shadows of our life. Mm-hmm. Right. And come on, we both experienced that i don't yeah. know i mean i've been in that life where Absolutely. I, I had this thing and it just the shame of it in the, living in the shadows like sin like that's where satan dwells yeah but as soon as you crack the door and let the light in mm-hmm. it's it's all oh, the like light floods instantly gone instantly. it's like turning on a light in a dark room it's like yeah. over it's done yeah and satan has no authority he has no control he yeah. doesn't have the pull of your heart because you've exposed it yeah and you've taken the power away from it it's like <laughs> Sorry, probably shouldn't say that example. I don't want people to think different of me, but <laughs> Eminem, that eight mile in that rap at the very <laughs> <laughs> at the very end, he just basically says, "This is who I am." You yeah, know? totally. And the guy who was trying to beat him had nothing else in yeah. his in his I am. He had nothing else to tackle him with. Sorry, that was a bad example. Just hit me. I need to use my filter more. If those if. If you know, you know. If I you don't it. know, I'm sorry. Oh, it's one of the greatest moments of all cinema. I don't know what to say to you, but <laughs> we digress. We digress. Anyway, so yeah, we talked about confession. And we said confession, confession does, there's three types of confession in scripture, right? There's the acknowledgement that, that God, that we confess Jesus is Lord. Yeah. There's the repentance that we confess our sins to God. And then there's healings when we confess our sin one to another. Mm. And so we see this interlaced all throughout scripture. Yeah. Where this confess where we say confess is so confess I acknowledge God, mm-hmm. confess I acknowledge my need of God, mm-hmm. but my sins mm-hmm. and my need of his people as I confess my sins one to another. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of intertwine all of these, but ultimately confession is kind of saying, Listen, I'm guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Confession is the ultimate saying, like, I need help. It's not saying I'm I'm horrible or I'm bad or it's saying 
no, I need help. It's it's I'm guilty, and I need God to come in by His grace mm-hmm. and help me become better. Mm-hmm. Help me be more like His Son, Jesus, because mm-hmm. um, we can't do that on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just outside of our control. And so, confession. Well, it's easy. Um, you know, confession is the gateway. We were saying to that from moving from living under the burden of sin, of secrecy and shame, by experiencing true and lasting freedom, forgiveness and healing. So I I just love the story of David. We talked about the story of David and how David sinned against God by not going off to war when kings should go to war. Mm. And he had this moment with Bathsheba. And we just have this huge story where he not only had an adult had, had an affair, but he tried then he murdered, he lied, he deceived, and he murdered Bathsheba's husband, and he took Bathsheba as his wife, and the prophet Nathan comes in and says, I know what you did. <laughs> I know what you did last summer, you know? <laughs> 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 on the rooftop when you should have been off to war. Coming Seriously. Out, that would, I, was, I should have said that yesterday. That, that was would, good. That would have been a good title. That was good. You know what you did last summer. Um, but here he is, and Nathan calls him out and says, you you done screwed up. Yeah. You know, and so he calls him to a higher standard. And so as you read Psalm 51, Psalm 51 is really David's response mm. of remorse and confession yeah, yeah. to God saying like, have mercy on me mm-hmm. like i did screw up and he doesn't justify it he doesn't try to wax eloquent he doesn't try to like you know blame somebody else or blame the circumstances he just like i did it and your actions which is like his son dying mm-hmm. are justified like he like you're justified you know he's pleading for mercy he's pleading for compassion but he's also trusting in god's sovereignty and god's vindication and god's judgment ultimate judgment which is this crazy place to be in and then he prays as God pray to me a clean heart, renew the red steadfast spirit within me, and um, and there's this beautiful prayer of saying, hey, okay, I want to be right, I want to be healed, mm-hmm. right? I acknowledge that you're God, I confess that my sin, but I want to be made right with you, mm-hmm. I want to be healed with you, yeah. And I don't want to lose your spirit, like I don't want, you know, when I read that, I'm like, it's like I don't want your spirit to stop convicting me and correcting me. I don't want to be so yeah. desensitized to the things that I'm doing in the life that I'm living that I'm not even hearing your voice convict my heart when I'm getting, when I'm stepping off the path that you totally, created for me. Totally. So don't, don't take that from me. Still yeah, keep yeah. my heart sensitive to the spirit's leading. Yeah. Yeah. And so bring healing to that. So it's not, that's really good. It's not calloused yeah. over, you know, and I think how many times does that happen? And so, so yeah, it's beautiful. I've acknowledged him. I've confessed my sin and I'm seeking healing. And so kind of as we were talking about it, and then I just love to hear your thoughts, but really we were just saying, you know, we can't preach the whole message. I want to preach the whole message, but we can't <laughs> preach it. That confession ultimately leads to forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? So again, we can, we have this confidence. Again, First John one nine tells us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. So listen, full stop, full stop. That's it. So there is there is hope on the other side of confession. You're not. It's not. There's there's grace that's going to be bestowed back upon you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can leave your junk and you can receive the grace. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Like I can confess my sins and in doing so as I give my stuff to God, he's going to re- I'm going to receive his grace mm-hmm. and his mercy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we know that there's forgiveness. We know that then forgiveness then leads to freedom. Right? Like it leads it leads to this life of freedom and like yeah. can we talk about this a little bit earlier just off the off mic where we were saying like that moment when shame is gone. Oh, totally. It's like, 
it's like the weight of the world is off my shoulders. Yeah. You know, there's freedom in that. There's yeah. freedom in just confessing, like, I need God. Oh, totally. And freedom in confessing that I screwed up. Like, yeah. Like, I imagine, I can imagine, again, we don't want to project, but I can imagine David, you know, trying to navigate how to cover up his sin mm-hmm. by trying mm-hmm. to get Uriah to come mm-hmm. home. And, yep. like, he's probably sweating it a little bit, like, worried about it. He had to work. Yeah. Like he's working to try to make this thing right behind yeah. the scenes without oh, getting yeah. busted. And you can tell that he's probably feeling, and maybe when Uriah is dead and Bathsheba's living with him, he's thinking, maybe I, maybe I did it. Yeah, maybe totally. I was able to get away with it. Yeah. You know? And we've all been there. We know what that feeling is, right? I think I, I, think I fooled them. I think I, I think I was able to get on the other side of this without anyone knowing. And, and, then, and then mom shows up. You know, our moms, God love praying moms. You know, they come and say, Tell me what really happened as, as if they need to know because they already know. Somehow yeah, moms yeah. just know, totally. you know, God speaks to them directly in a different way. But, you know, the Nathan shows up and says exactly. And so, but I can imagine in that moment, yes, the consequences of being found out stink. Like I'm sure that wasn't a pleasant experience for him. Like it's a, it's a hard moment, mm-hmm. but I, I, I wonder, and again, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, totally. But I wonder if there was also like a, oh, like I'd been able to come clean. Yeah. Like just, I mean, I know what that feels like. So. I know what that feels like too. Yeah. So I, I feel it's probably true. Yeah. Um, but there's a freedom that comes with that. There's a freedom with knowing that I love, you know, that there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That through Christ, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law that, and the law of death. And so, you know, we have, there's freedom in that. And so we can just experience that freedom that we can find our identity in Christ alone. And then that freedom Again, it sets the table for us to then not only just be forgiven and free, but actually experience healing. Mm -hmm. And where we actually then can take the forgiveness that we've had. Because if we're going to be honest, some of us, yeah, we're forgiven, but we still got to work through the new formation of our habits, of our thinking, of our reactions. And so some of us need other people in our life to help us do this. why we have AA. That's why we have different organizations around you that are going to help give that sense of guidance and direction. And so James 5.17 tells us, 5.16 rather, confess your sins one to another and pray. I think that's the critical part. It's not just confess, but confess and pray. Like the the prayer part is like, how do we bring this back to God? How will God give us wisdom and direction and courage to do what's necessary? Pray for each other so that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. And so this is like the idea of, you know, getting my, my dad got his knee replaced. And he's like, okay, so he had an issue. His knee wasn't working. He brought it to the doctor. The doctor... Fixed his knee, you know, fixed his knee, but his knee had then had to rebuild the strength to operate back in full function. Yeah. And my dad had then had a physiotherapist who showed up and walked him through the process of healing. Yes, totally. Of living in full strength. Yeah. And and to my dad's testimony is like sometimes the physiotherapist pushed him further than he wanted to go. Yeah pushed him into uncomfortable situations in order to be healed. Yeah. And that's the accountability that we need one to another. He's going to push us beyond what we feel comfortable doing because he's doing it for our healing or mm-hmm. doing it for our benefit. And that's why we need other people. And sometimes that happens in, in hours or days, and sometimes it happens in weeks and months. But the process is you're not doing this alone. You're doing this with somebody, yeah. and you're walking through the process of healing. Yeah. And so, again, this is an uncomfortable habit but a necessary habit based on biblical principles. Hey, yeah. we can't do this alone. Totally. You know, we were we cannot live out our faith alone. We yeah. cannot live out our journey with Jesus alone. It just does yeah. not happen. Nowhere in scripture does God give us the allowance for that to happen. Nor no. did he give us the illusion that it even can happen. Yeah, absolutely.
right? Absolutely. And so, you know, this idea, it's like Jesus and me. Like, it's, it sounds cool. Put on a T-shirt, but it's wrong. Yeah. Like, just full stop, it's wrong. Yeah. It's not Jesus and you. It's Jesus and his church and you, <laughs> you know? Well, as a byproduct. As a byproduct. You're part of the family of God. Because you're a God. part of the church. You're part of the church. If you're grafted into the body of Christ. You're grafted in. When you're grafted into relationship with Jesus, you're grafted into the body of Christ completely. The family. The of family God. of God. And not only are they going to make you better, you have a part to play within the family. Yes. And they depend on you. Yes. To show up. Yeah. Whole and healthy. Yeah. And functional. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No more of this, like, I can just do it. I can just do these practices on my own. I can just, you know, pray and fast and read the No more of that. No. Like, like you actually need the fullness that God has for you. Yeah. This is actually setting us up for our next series if we talk about relationships. Yeah. Oh, come on. Because the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. Beautiful. Yeah. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Which actually means you can't fully love God without loving people. Mm-hmm. And you can't fully love people well without loving God. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's those, they're intrinsically connected. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you operate in the fruits of the spirit when you have nobody to, you know, to love or nobody to be kind to or nobody to be gentle to or nobody, totally. to be, nobody to test your patience in your <laughs> long suffering, you know, like we need people in our life. This is why God is like, tri- he's a triune God mm-hmm. because love exists in other. And so God in his, even in the, the creation, the origin of God, it's other. Mm. It's more than one in the the Godhead, and so it's just it's just how we're designed to be, mm-hmm. right from the. So I don't know where I was going with that, but I just idea we need one another. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. We yeah, need yeah. each other. We need to let people in, and so practically speaking, you know, we have to form steps and disciplines to move towards this habit. Yeah, and let's be honest, this isn't going to happen overnight. And uh, no. right. It's a lifelong process. It's a lifelong process. And so, I mean, as we were discussing, I think just real practically, real if you're sitting here listening to the podcast, practically, I think the first And you're thing, saying, I don't want to, yeah. but tell me how. <laughs> I think I'm going to skip this one. Yeah, don't. Um, two, three out of four and bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. Is I think the first thing is we need to examine our heart. Again, try, let's, let's do it before we get caught because the thing is we learn from David is that concealment always costs more than confession, right? Say that again. Like concealment always costs more than confession. Like we say that to our kids. That's so good. We say this to our kids, right? Honestly. Like if you if if I catch you doing something that's different than you admitting you doing something. Right? So much like the consequences are different. So much better for you. Honestly. It's so much better for you. And so, you know, David's hand was caught in the cookie jar figuratively, you know, and so there was consequences and there were some severe consequences that even led to a rebellion with his own son. Yeah. Like just drastic consequences, and the list goes on. We don't even get into them all, but it's tragic. Yeah, the stories of each of his children and how, what the consequences of his actions led to. Yeah, the natural consequences. Um, so we ought to confess. I think we, I think we need to examine our heart. We need to allow Christ to accept the forgiveness and mm-hmm. receive forgiveness and confess to God first. Every one of us need to do that. So it's it's a practice of daily. Hey, search me and know me. See if there's anything wicked in me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then confess your confess your sins to the Lord, knowing that He is. Faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Yep. You know, you can leave it at the foot of the cross. Amen. And then there are going to be some things in your life where, hey, that's that's great. I'm, I can move on. But there's going to be other things where God's like, no, you need to confess that now to somebody. Yeah. You need to walk. You need somebody to walk with you through the process of healing. Yeah. Because you just don't have the strength yet or the spiritual maturity to beat that battle on your own. Mm-hmm. 
And so how are you going to bring people? Who can you bring into a relationship? And I think the honest, maybe sobering reality is that very few of us maybe have somebody in our life mm. that's trustworthy. Because this again, this isn't public confession yeah, in the yeah. sense of grand scheme of things. Yeah, this yeah. You're not like, coming to church and saying this stuff. Yeah, you know you're not just doing like, everybody and anybody. You know, you're not posting this on Facebook. This is like a, I'm finding somebody, someone yeah. that I can trust, yeah. someone who loves me, who loves Jesus, who loves me enough to be honest with me. I remember my... My teacher telling me that I love you enough for you to hate me. Yeah. Like you need that kind of person. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm going to love you enough to be honest with you. Yeah. And it might be uncomfortable, yeah. but this is love. Um, and, uh, and have that person. And, and maybe you don't have that person. So maybe it's, hey, God, I'm going to pray for a person mm-hmm. like that in my life. And in the process of praying for a person like that, I'm going to pray that I can become a person like that for someone else. Absolutely. You know, and and just sort of like reframe your mind that I could be part of somebody else's healing process. Yeah, but I got to be someone worth. I got to be someone of character. Yeah, of spiritual wisdom, spiritual foundation. You want to find a good friend? Be a good friend. Be a good friend. That's my mom used to say, man. And so I think that's the that's the lesson for us. It's like okay, the habit of confession to God. Okay, I'm going to build that. Into, that's a daily thing. I think we can build that into our routine of just examine our heart as we approach the throne room of God. Mm-hmm. You know. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sins against us. Part of the Lord's Prayer. It's great. Um, I think that's beautiful. But I think the habit I have confession is like, okay, is there somebody? What in my life do I need to confess as we work through healing and wholeness? Uh, is there somebody in my life I can confess to in a confidence way? And if there's not, God, I'm going to start praying for that person, that God would show me that person. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, I'm also going to pray that I can be that person mm-hmm. for somebody else. Absolutely. And uh, I think when we as a church can get to this place where we are walking in these four habits of prayer, of fasting, of studying God's word and confession, and just keeping kind of the, the pipes of our spiritual life clean, yeah, so totally. to speak. No, it's good. So that the spirit of God can freely flow through us with no hindrance or no restraint. Man, I think that's just like that's just the beginning of what God can and wants to do. Yeah, not just in us, but even through us, through our. Wow, through it's our, just living a life fully free of shame or isolation. It sounds utopian almost when you kind of talk about it, but it is possible. It I, feels different when it happens, though, man. Like yeah. it's like it's you can't, man. I gotta, there's no way to describe it until you actually do it. Mm-hmm. But when you're just living with something, and then you share it with someone. It's like, it's instantly, instantly everything's different. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. Because the lie, the, here's the, I, mean, I know we're going to get off, we're going to get a little deeper here, but the lie that the devil uses, and it's the same lie he uses, is that this is only you. Yep, 100%. Like, he he has different lies for different things, but the lie that keeps It really you in, comes down to that, yeah, though. Yeah, the lie that comes, that keeps you in shame, or the lie that keeps you in secret is, this is only. This is your only. No Imagine one else. What they'll think of you. No one else. What? No one else does this. What are they going to think about you? So don't tell anybody. And that lie keeps us in sin, and that lie keeps us in secrecy, which and then keeps you in perpetual sin. And then the, you know what the most freeing thing you're going to do is you're going to confess your sin, and someone's going to say to you, "I've struggled with the same thing." Yeah. <laughs> like every time. I struggled with the same thing, and you're going to be like, "What? I'm not the only one." Yeah. And there's freedom in that. Yeah. And that's the gift that God wants to give every one of us. Yeah. But we have to be courageous enough yeah. to say, God, I'm guilty mm-hmm. and receive his grace first. Yeah. Receive his forgiveness first. Yeah. Find freedom in, in the in the cross. Mm-hmm. 
but then find healing mm-hmm. as we confess to one another. Mm-hmm. And I oh mean, it's not easy, yeah. but it's worth it. So, so worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Well, this, this series, whole series has been such a blessing to me personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's our prayer that it would be, if you're listening, that it was a blessing to you. Absolutely. Encouragement to you. And and like we've said a couple times in the last few days, this is not the end or the climax of these things, but really the um, rejuvenation or implementation to just really doubling down on all that God has in store for us. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah we're going to continue beautiful. to lean in and we're going to continue to allow God to form us into the image of his son. Yeah. Which is a daily journey. Amen. And and let's do it together yeah. day by day. Amen. Amen. So good. Well, thanks again for joining us for Sunday Encore. We pray this sparks Jesus-centered conversations in your home or small group as we continue to grow into an overflowing relationship with Jesus.